3: The Times and Sunday Times Christmas Appeal for 2021 launched earlier this week, and one of the three charities we'll be helping out is the Refugee Council and its Scottish and Welsh counterparts. They provide assistance to 20,000 adults, thereabouts, uh, families uh, and unaccompanied children every year uh, who fled bloodshed and persecution in their homeland, sometimes arriving with only the clothes on their backs after perilous journeys. Britain has a long history providing a warm welcome to those seeking sanctuary and in the past year has offered a home to those threatened by Taliban rule in Afghanistan and Chinese crackdowns in Hong Kong. The Refugee Council helps new arrivals to find food, clothing and homes. They provide assistance through the asylum process and supply therapists to help refugees recover from trauma. The charity helps new arrivals to integrate, find employment and put their skills to use in sectors from healthcare to retail and business that benefit hugely from their contribution. One such refugee is Nestor Massoudi, a seriously accomplished chef who arrived in this country from the Democratic Republic of Congo at the age of 15, 11 years ago, and has since worked under the great Claude Bosie at two Michelin-starred Bibendum in London and the Michelin-starred Kitchen restaurant in Edinburgh. When he came in to News UK last week to tell me his story, he positively insisted on also cooking me lunch. Honestly, he insisted. I tried to refuse, but he just wouldn't take no for an answer. So, Nestor, let's start with the most important thing. Absolutely, yes. What am I having for lunch? You are having for lunch. I'm, I Literally,
4: first, what I am doing is a fusion of my background, my heritage country, the DRC Congo, and my classical training, because obviously I've been working in several mission star restaurants across the UK where I've learned. So I'm bringing both fusion together, both cooking together, my classical French training and my heritage from the Congo. So you're going to have a beignet, which is basically done in France as well, but we have a specific way that we're doing in Congo. So it's going to be little canapes of beignet. Beignet, uh, so like, what, little, little beignets? Of... Yeah, beignet done with uh, uh, this, some self-resin flour and some mixed ingredient, which is specifically from the DRC Congo, which we done it already because it has to stay to prove overnight. And then you're going to have it with truffle as well, which I'm bringing. This is like my little classical training coming up because the fusion I'm doing. And I have a little langoustine as well, which I'm going to do. And yes, that's basically I just have to bring it to the plate as a canapé. And then for my uh, main courses, which I just plan to do too. So main courses, you're going to have a wrapped monkfish. It's a very classical dish that I used to do in my time working at the kitchen restaurant, my first mich- mich- mission style restaurant back in Edinburgh. So it's going to be a stuffed monkfish with pancetta and spinach stuff classic away and then you're gonna have on the side this little farsi of uh, plantain. Plantain is a very, I mean, you can find in the UK as well here is a very, very common, but we have the one we got as well is straight from the DRC Congo. So we stuff in it with some smoked fish and some vegetable wrapped it into a farsi, so with uh, a cabbage. So wrapped and rolled and cooked it in a slow Veg stock and then I've done some chicken jus, which I've done at home as well. Everything was actually fresh made and then they bought truffle as well and then the langoustine, which is showing my Scottish side because, you know... The Scottish side as well? Yes, I've, I've, I grew up in Scotland, you know what I mean? I live in Scotland literally all, all my life, so I couldn't just bring the classical training and the African into the plate without having a Scottish touch. It's got to be there. Because my everything started in Scotland, literally, I, I, have, to, I have
3: to bring that. Well, let Scottish, me ask you now yeah. then, in, in that case, so how did you come to Scotland? You, you were born in the DRC. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, to come is such a long
4: journey because uh, it brings back some bad and good memories at the time. Because uh, obviously losing my dad back in 2011 was uh, one of, obviously... I will maybe talk through a bit quickly because obviously it brings so much bad memories at the time. It was My dad was a big journalist back in Congo, even if you do some research about him on on the internet. you know, He was a well-known journalist that used to work with a lot of politicians back in Congo. You know, But the situation when he changed in my country is like, uh, you know, all this political stuff, which just doesn't help at all. So basically what actually happened, the guy, because my dad was very close to one of the guys that was... Uh, close to our old president back in the day. Kabila. Kabila, voila, yeah. So the name is Vital, Vital Kakamere. He used to Uh work with my dad very, very close. And my dad was in charge of everything that was media at a time where he used to work with him. And so there was, back in 2010, if I got good, good memories, there was no getting along well. So the guy that was close to my dad, which is Vital Kameri was, my dad took his side, obviously, and then it just got him into so many trouble because Kabila and Kamere, there was no getting along well. So obviously my dad, because we're still loyal to him, and then it was just, you know, still working, because my dad we, were actually working on the biggest channel, which is er, Ertense, is like the national mm-hmm. channel in the DLC Congo. My dad was a director there of, uh, you know, many stuff around there. So it was still, you know, showing him some help and some support but which I I believe people from the other side was just not happy with it. So that's what caused all these problems. So if I want to be very briefly about that, that was was basically what happened. And yeah, it's not with us anymore, sadly. So that was just the turning of so many problems, really. So many stuff I started at the time, you know, because there's something that I'm really trying even, that's the reason why, you know, I work very close with the Scottish Refugee Council to help those guys because I was one of them as well. And so you left... Sooner after he died. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna cup to it because there is a sad there's a sad picture of when you lost your father back, back back in Africa. Basically everything changed. You know, it's not like maybe here you get some support, you got people that can help with money, but over there that's not the case. You know, and we kind of I kind of be like left on my own a little bit, and then I had my dad's brother that passed away as well two years ago. So it was the one that literally helped me throughout the journey here, which we had to go to the east of Congo, which is a bit rough as well. Now he's actually been in peace by the time. How old were you then? I was, I was very young. I was 15, if you remember, 15, 16. And yeah, so my uncle, he was the one that, you know, while while I was in the east of Congo, Goma, where I I used to stay with him, there was a lot of things. Obviously I was trying to study as well, but mentally there was so many things that were just not going right on my side and then obviously he decided obviously at that time as well there was a lot of stuff that was going on with the with the army they used to take young people to take them to the army by force without them even wanting to go you know so there was a little m- movement that was going on at the time was, so there was a
3: danger this would happen to you
4: absolutely yeah and i was, I was a young there was people that used to come in our know, school as well like trying to take kids by force to force them to go
3: basically into, a press gang into yeah. the army yeah
4: call it gang, but, you know, there's no name for it in Africa. Maybe here you can find the perfect name for it, but over there it, it wasn't. So just to be briefly about it, because it's such a dark side of my life, which, and you know, I'm happy to talk about what I'm doing now, but it literally brings back so many bad me- memories. And yeah, it was through my uncle decided, you know what, well, like, we have to live here. And uh, the journey, it was hard and not even, don't know how to explain it.
3: Was it by sea?
4: No, 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 we had we had to drive, we drove, if I remember, to few places. It was quite a long journey. Up, up
3: north if through Africa? If I
4: can't, I, I don't know, I was a kid. I'd yeah. Literally, I would just been taking like, like a little boy, let's go here, let's go here. But to come here in the UK, we, we took the plane, yeah. We took the plane to come in here. Yeah, that was basically a little bit quickly about my journey getting to here.
3: You were how? You were about 15, 16 when yeah. you came to the Refugee Council. Did you, what did they do? Did you go to school or not? No,
4: well, oh. through there, they took me to a place called uh, Compass Project, which is just, it's just in Glasgow. So that's where they... they Put like all the young people that come from different countries all that kind of stuff so they put me in that place and it was through the compass compass project and the scottish refugee council they worked together they were obviously coming in every time to check on me they used to give me money every week so that was like give a little smile on my face you know getting close and it was through the compass project and the refugee council they decided obviously we have to put you in school now you have to go to you have to learn english because in order to communicate with people here you have to learn so it was through the scottish refugee council and the compass project together then they managed to get me school but I was always the guy with a lot of energy, you know, like this is why a lot of people would just interact with me in such a way because when I find my, my when I find my space, I find my peace with people, you know, I just love to make people smile. I used to cook with people before even, I know I'm going to be a chef one day.
3: So that so then the cooking, were you at this, when you were this kind of lonely kid there at the, not being able to speak to anyone, were you cooking then? I was still, yeah, I was
4: still cooking, bringing some little dishes because cooking has always been part of, part, of, part of my life. Since I was a young boy, I got a lot of memories of a back home with my dad and started going to different places in, in my hometown, we used to go to different places, like drove for like three, four hours to get the best fish, you know. So he loved your, food, your dad? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Will he
3: be looking at you cooking and thinking, no, no, you don't do it like that? No really, no, no, no. He I wasn't was.
4: even cooking at home. I was really? not, like, yeah, I was not even cooking at home. That was like my sister's job. And stuff like that and my stepmom at the time. So how
3: did it come about then that you you started cooking at school? Well it was uh,
4: it was a friend that actually approached me and he was from he's from Senegal, so he speaks a little bit of French and then you know we started just to talk and then one day I was like, you know what I'm gonna you in my house, I'm gonna cook. That was just me giving a great hospitality with throughout that hospitality that leads me to the man I am today. Mm-hmm. So I gave him hospitality, came in my he came in my house, we had something to eat, and I was like, you know what I need a job, I need I need to start working in the club because it's like late at night finishing and then you know, I was just doing too much stuff and then he's no good for me. It was like, yeah, but he was a bit worried to give me the kitchen job because it was a KP job, a kitchen right. potter really, cleaning dishes. And then he was I'm like, no, I will still do the job. I I think I'll still, I'll still do the job, it's fine. He said, like, no, bro, I am going to do the job, I don't mind. And then the following week, he called me, So yeah, you can come. And the lucky thing as well, I used to stay in Maryhill and, and simply fish at the time, was literally like 10, 15 minutes walk. But it was very, very hard. But I just did it because I, I didn't even do it as a passion just because I want some money yeah. to leave. And through it, and then Nico now decided after six months to change, you know, Simply Fish, which was just like fish and chips, to a fine dining restaurant. And then we built the place, one by Nico. There's still pictures on Facebook. I got stuff as well myself. And then we had to, uh, we opened that place, literally. We had a week starting building, rebuild the place and everything. And then we trusted him, you know. It was like, a, he says to me, he approached me. That was like two, three days before we opened. He's like, I want to teach you how to cook. You're a young guy, you have talent. You know, I just... I feel like I could, I was like, yeah, at the time as well, no idea what cooking all about. even know how to chop knife, I didn't even know. But there's happen.
3: something about you just when you're doing washing up that
4: he thought I, Probably, I wanted to teach Probably, yeah, you because cook. I was young as well. And, uh, you know, it was like a bunch of, you know, well, I'm from the DRC, Moody's from Senegal. We had another friend who was from, from Ghana, it was just us free mm-hmm. plus him. So there was like maybe a connection that he felt like I can, you know, teach those guys, because they're coming from a background where, you know, I had no skill. And then I decided to go to college, City of Glasgow College. That was just the, the starting point of my career. From to do, And you college. learned cooking there? I went to college. I wanted to get degrees first because it was something that my dad was very concerned about when I was younger. And it was always telling me to study, but education in me was just very hard. I couldn't cope with that. Like I was just running from school, go play football at the time. Really? I was just, so I was, but I was, I did it more for him. You know, it was not just for me, but it was through college. You know, I went City of Glasgow College, which was uh, very good. I went, I did that a year and a half. And then through college... I was, one of my lecturers was, it was uh, uh, the Master Chef 2016, uh, Gary McLean it was one of my, my lecturers in college. So when he used to come up with stories of cooking and then, you know, you just see this guy just have something. And then I used to talk to him a lot, you know, like he used to make some crazy dishes. I was like, this is, this is something I need to learn. And then there was a conference of chefs in city of Glasgow College, Tom Kitchen came, and the way people just give him a welcome, I was like, I wonder, and then, you fancy the, the uh, status? Oh, uh, like just—I didn't even know much about him. About him, but it was just like the welcome they gave him. Like he's a mission star chef. He's well respected. Like he, he got that. And I was like, I want that. I literally want to get to that level. But I know it will take a lot of work. So I used to communicate with my lecturer. I want to go work for him. And everyone tell me you had a chance because he speaks French as well. Because he's training, he trained in, train in Paris and stuff like that. And then it was crazy through Instagram. I post a video on Instagram. I tagged him. He respond. Really? And like, yeah. And then I send him a I send him, a, I, send him a, I send him a message. What did you post? It was just a college cook cooking. With, we because we used to have a, a function every I can't remember every Friday whatever just between us students to serve. What was the dish? So that you? was just like, I can't remember. It was like blam. I need to I need to go for my phone. But it looked so good. Idea. You tagged it. Him. It didn't even looked that great. <laughs> it, like, it was just college food. You know what? I'm no doubting. But at the time it was just it was okay. But now it's just like okay. And then I post the video and I tagged him and he respond like this is looking very 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 good guys. And then. I, e- I emailed him, I sent I him an email, he didn't respond. I sent him an email again, he didn't respond, and I sent him a message through Instagram again, and he just said, contact me, he sent me, me the email address, right. and then I sent him an email, they respond to me within a week, they was like, we're going stash for you at the kitchen, that was like, wow. Really? Oh my God.
3: That's amazing. That That's was crazy. Me. You see, people say social media is really good it, for oh nothing. Oh my God, I but know, I you, I I know how
4: to use it very well. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I know my girlfriend, she does not really up for it. She doesn't really like me to be into her much. <laughs> yeah, I believe there may be a lot of people that can obviously hear my voice as well, that going through this time. living Glasgow to Edinburgh was a hard, hard time. It's only an hour drive. But I can, you know, that was literally me making making this job as a professional now. Because stepping into a one-star restaurant with everything, you know, the hours, the pressure, everything was just... Because I went for a stage there and I see the way this guy started at half, seven o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, there was a lot of doubting, but Chef Tom deserved everything. I know Nichols gave me a push, but Chef Tom gave me like... like a great establishment. Like they taught me everything, like they build me as a chef, they give me respective produce, knowledge, how to be clean, how to be organized, how literally the kitchen deserves everything from, from my career because plus I get to interact We work with French people, this is how you get a taste, you know, you get people from like South of France, they come in, oh my God, you, I work for, for Joël Robuchon. I work for, you know, like all this big restaurant, people from France, from Canada, you know, they come with different ideas and then you get the beauty of Scottish produce every day. And then when I go elevate to go to cook the fish, I think that was just me. Like, you know, we used to smash out 300 scallops a day. You know, I had to learn that, you
3: know, but then. You I mean, love how you picked up the kitchen lingo, smashing out the yeah, scallops.
4: Yeah, well, yeah, it just get to the point, of, you know, and the chef who used to record me himself as well, because he was, this is what, you know, it's nothing about when you see your boss actually recording you doing a job that they, they, they actually thought you into it. And they, like, he was so proud of me. Like, oh yeah look at the scallops so you' happy Chef, I'm just there smashing out the monkfish. fish oh like all the all the fishes was done by myself but obviously I had to to, to learn through them i done a few mistakes you know messed up there was one thing that really got into my mind we had about like two or three kilo of langoustine, it's very expensive produce and I overcooked them it was just overcooked and then oh man there's I'm, nothing I, worse I, than yeah, over- yeah it. I gets so squishy I, yeah you shell. can't you can't just help her I try to hide it. But this is. What well, you tried to, like, well, I'm trying to hide the, the pride because it was already overcooked. I mean, obviously, we, we used to blanch and keep an ice, you know, like a minute, it, it depends on the size, a minute or two minutes, and keep keeping the ice in the skewer and cook, and cook it, but it was overcooked. So I'm trying to hide it in the ice just to leave it there. But Chef was he, he has the eyes on me already. He came in and was like, what's going on here? You, I can't lie about it. You know, you know, but the good the good thing as well, the French side did help me. When I mess up, if Chef, chef is there, I just speak French. Because I know Chef, when, he's, when he speaks French, he just loves it. <laughs> he just loves it. That was just my way to, you know. And it was like, okay, I'm glad you make, you did make a mistake, but I am happy that you learned that it's something that you won't do anymore. So there was a few little things, but the kitchen is basically, you know, the starting of my career produce wise learning wise and they really really build me a lot and then throughout this radio as well i can advise any young chef obviously that want to take it up to the next level that live in scotland or across the uk the kitchen is a kitchen to go it's a yeah. kitchen to be it's hard it's very hard we work a lot a lot we work a lot but it's worth it but it's a
3: very very hard job
4: it's a very it's very very worth it you learn a lot it's very if you really stand to a classical if you want to be a really Classical trend chain because he worked for Gisavoy, all these big, for Alain, for Alan Ducasse as well, you know, he's a well-known chef, well-trained, and so we advise guys to go there. So, yeah, that was me, and then from
2: Edinburgh, let me come to England. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
0: Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Right, we're taking a little uh, break at the moment in the story. Nestor's been working for Tom Kitchen. He's about to come to London, but we've stopped so he can, so he can cook my lunch. Um, Nestor, that is a that is a monkfish that, tail. Yeah, that's that's as is. big, that is big cool. as a monk. That is actually
4: a beautiful monkfish. I went to get it at the gate today in the morning. So fresh is good. and uh, so I'm, gonna bre- I'm breaking it down, obviously remove the skin out, remove all the excess. It's why I choose this fish, because this was my first fish I've actually learned at my time working in the kitchen when I got put on the fish section. So it was my first fish that I've actually learned how to prep. Such an easy fish, but it's lovely because you know, with all of this far, all of this, is a beautiful holy fish with all, with all this fat and, and the, bowl. the I'm removing now. all of it, actually, because I'm gonna wrap it with pancetta. And so I'm gonna re- literally removing everything. And you're gonna be wrapping
3: chunks or not, not mm-hmm. a whole? You're gonna find out. <laughs> Fair enough. And what were you smashing in the pestle and mortar? Sorry? What were you smashing up in the pestle Oh yeah, mortar? it
4: was just a uh, peanut that was gonna be pro for uh, our snacks, which is the oil that we actually got Still need to get up to the temperature so i'm going to use this time to actually break down the fish maybe you're probably going to have your lunch first and then serve you that snack like a little pre-dessert because it's basically it's a sweet uh, it's a sweet snack so i'm just going to go ahead to do the main course now because basically all, all all the mise en place is there breaking down this fish quickly for you and then yeah go ahead with it
3: i can see uh, i can see plantain there i can see longest yeah that,
4: yeah this is literally my uh congolese heritage there plantain which is gonna be stuffing with some smoked fish, which is from my country as well. And obviously the monkfish, this is where my classical came as well, because it's all gonna be wrapped and
3: yeah. So I know that you uh, that are, you came to London after Tom Kitchen. I came, no, 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 after Tom Kitchen,
4: I went to the Rebihan, which was a two-star restaurant in England, that was actually my first journey in England. And then yeah, through there I worked in Calf Park Hotel as well, which is in Ascot it's a one style as well so i've always wanted you know to do mission style restaurant to learn my trade and then
3: and you always wanted to be doing that yeah. very high
4: level and of fine absolutely dining. yeah because uh, they, they, there is something very important you know into this restaurant you know in terms of produce in terms of uh, you know learning side as well like the way i'm going to do i had actually the chance as well to cook for pierre kaufmann this year oh, yeah i've got a video of him coming all the way to my section to tell me how beautiful my fish was well, I can it see was. what you're doing with that monkfish. is a yeah. very skillful, lovely Absolutely. job. Absolutely, yeah, thank you very much. So I remove all the excess and then I'm going to wrap it. And then I'm going to string it. The butcher string as well is something that Chef told me, Chef Tom Kitchen told me and he said it was something that he learned through Pierre Kaufmann. So it's that like the generation of knowledge been passing on here into this dish. So it's really good. Obviously, and, and all and of this doesn't go in the bait. It's something that I'm going to use a fish stock to go through as well. It's such a beautiful bone to use for a fish stuff, you know, in nice Singapore and everything together.
3: And have you been able, in these jobs so far, to express any of your heritage in the dishes? I still have not,
4: actually. This is something me, actually, is my girlfriend idea, to do this. Because, uh, you know, she's someone very important on my side. It's because she's a foodie as well, she loves food.
3: And where's she from?
4: She's from my country, from Congo well, as well. So, he has all, because I've always been, you know, about my classical training, you know, and then, one day we were sat in the restaurant having food and that's how the idea came from we we're just talking about how we can refine our dishes because we don't really have so far as i know maybe there is but i'm not sure because i'm i'm, I'm always on social media so i've not really seen you know like someone to look up to, to look up to in terms of like congolese you know someone that can bring what we're doing now there is few countries in africa like nigeria with the few restaurants across london here that actually you know bring that little fusion together and then in terms of Congo, you know, there was literally no no many. And then she When you told, say
3: literally no many, are there any? I don't even
4: think there's any to be honest with you. Maybe I have to look up to but like, as far as I know, you know, I'm I'm on social media all the time on on Instagram and everything. I haven't seen a Congo chef. There, there are
3: Nigerian restaurants.
4: There are, yeah, there is one that I went to. It was really good here here in London. Was as that well. I, yes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I know the chef as well. Actually, the food was amazing. I literally did love it. It's really good. They so, got a mission star. They
3: got, yeah, they got I gave
4: Michelin them their star. first review.
3: Oh, really? I went down there, yeah. I was oh, just no, yeah, I was and there, there no long
4: ago. I wanted to take, but she wants, she wants to take my girlfriend there as well, because she's looking forward to go there. And then, yeah, it was really good. It was really cute. Cool. I, liked, I liked the dish very really good. So unless, But that as well, you know, I doubt is in, well, the chef is not from Nigeria, even if there's a fusion of Nigerian and a dish that they do. So I think I'm just going to have something different because I'm Congolese and where I know my food so well. You know and then i can bring that heritage together into a plate you know it's going to be something and is really,
3: that is that your main plan is to have a when you have a restaurant which must be your it plan. will be
4: something on because obviously i still love my training i still love my paté en croûte you know my classical thank you very much my classical done well but then um, it's something very important that can be wow to customer you know in terms of looking up to you know how you can bring those uh, classic dishes together you know and, and where would you like your restaurant to be well staff first of all you have to be in scotland yeah, yeah, it has to be back home. This is where everything started for me. But it depends where the opportunity come. But in my in my plan, in my vision, my dear chef, you have to put something underneath so it doesn't uh, move. I help you with that. So yeah, that's where everything started actually. So, but it depends, you know. I had few opportunities already throughout all this throughout my competition, you know, offering places. But I still want to travel the world. Now is my vision. You know, I'm an independent young chef now. You know, I've done competition, I see quite a lot into the other side. Now, we're how just old are you? You're like 26, 27. <laughs> I'm young, 26. So, and I still the, wanna... this restaurant,
3: the, and the restaurant when you open in Scotland, yeah, fine dining, absolutely. And so, that is your cabbage stuffed with
4: yeah, we've uh, smoked fish, we had truffle as well into it, and then plantain and all that So, Yeah, but Chef, I think that's space, sorry.
3: So uh, wait. So in the little cabbage um, yes. parcel, we've got the smoked fish smoked and the plantain. And the
4: plantain, and then we did. We, we had a little small uh, brumoise of vegetables, which is here with smoked fish. And, and, Roberta peppers, special and Roberta's recipe. special spice recipe. And
3: without Roberta's recipe, it would be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe no. I was, I was still the chef, right? <laughs> it would be nothing. Just give me that.
1: Today. Okay, it will
4: be. It will be something still, but nothing to the hearts to sit. Well, are you very hungry,
3: hungry? <laughs> I can always eat good food.
4: Absolutely, yeah.
3: I mean, you know, to be fair, I can eat bad food too, so, yeah. but it just is not as nice. Yes, Look at that, that's an amazing looking thing though. So great, so original. And this is your own, I mean, like putting these things together, the, Sorry? this like, the, 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 the cabbage, the kind of cabbage, smoked fussy, fish plantain yeah. fussy. is that you? Me and us. Me and Okay, There's a so the sauce there, obviously, I can just pour see. it, yeah, yeah. Are you pour it? Will you pour it for me, uh, Chef? You
4: Give it yes, the right proportions. Can you pour it for Yeah, just uh, the little chicken jus that I did at home, just to
3: pour it chicken in. Chicken jus to go for my amazing yeah. Scottish just, langoustine tails. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm just so excited about the... The uh, stuffing. The stuffing, about the cabbage. I'm cutting into the cabbage with the... Mmm. Oh that's so good, the smoked fish and the peppery. So what have I got? There's a bell jar filled with smoke. Yeah. Am I allowed to lift it off? Absolutely, go ahead. The smoke just permeates. Oh that smells good. And we've got here we've got fried fried yam. Yeah, just give it a little texture
4: crunchiness mm. because you can see everything is nice and soft. The monkfish, the sauce and everything. So just, just a little African side as well, which we're trying to bring it on the plate. You have the autumn truffle. To bring the classical side of the stuff in, which is pure African stuff, you know, and then,
3: mm. then we then made it look classic, haute cuisine, beautiful. Yeah. So, do you think Roberta's right then that it's the, 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 the way to get Congolese cooking to absolutely. people is, is the
4: ab- Absolutely, yes. So,
3: I mean, you're a food critic, and you're
4: obviously been in the business for a long time. You know, there is uh, food there. This is what we literally coming across to do. I know there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of produce and everything, but like uh, this is
3: great. Man. I'm sorry, but your monkfish yeah. wrapped in the pancetta—it's so succulent. And monkfish can be quite resistant and yeah, bouncy, but yeah. you've obviously let it rest. Yeah, but then it gets not undercooked. Yeah, and monkfish it, isn't one of those fish which is great when it's undercooked. Absolutely, you, know? you can clearly see if it's literally yeah. a mess. Yeah, and so that's what you request a
4: good uh, rest. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah.
3: Hmm, it's all these different kinds of fish. And sweetnesses, and the the, the the bit of pancetta doesn't overpower it. It's yeah. not a, it's not a, it's not a hand dish. It's a fish dish, and you don't often get so much truffle served with fish either. Hmm. Mm. Good, good, good. God, I feel like I'm in a bad episode of MasterChef. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like that. Or should I say a good episode of MasterChef? <laughs> Congolese cooking doesn't come any tougher than this. <laughs> Nesta Massoudi there, laughing with me at the absurdness of, uh, of the great Greg Wallace. Uh, Nesta is a beneficiary of the great work done by the Refugee Councils of Britain, uh, which are one of the charities involved in this year's Times and Sunday Times Appeal. Uh, and you can make a donation by visiting thetimes.co.uk forward slash Christmas Appeal or phoning, how very old-fashioned, 0151 284 2336.